Hi, Have Company podcast listeners. This is Marley. Uh, it's been a minute. And I said that this podcast was done. This isn't a real episode, but it's... um. Maybe it's a reintroduction. I'm not entirely sure, but I wanted to share that I made an audiobook because you can do that. You can just do whatever you want. And I was like, other people who make books have audiobooks. Maybe I can make an audiobook of A Sacred Shift. So uh, I made an audiobook about A Sacred Shift, my book about my project Personal Practice. And I wanted to just read the introduction out loud to you. And then if you love the introduction, maybe you will love the book too. So uh, here's the introduction to my book. And I'm grateful that you're tuning in and listening. And maybe maybe there will be more after this. Um, so here, here it is. A Sacred Shift, a book about personal practice by Marley Grace. For the women in my life who held me up in ways I could have never imagined needing, let alone the gift of receiving it without expectation. Endless gratitude to spirit through which this project was channeled and to my body for channeling it. Introduction. Personal practice began as a project and a place to document my dancing on July 26, 2015 in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, while I was attending the movement intensive and compositional improvisation with my longtime teachers, the architects, Catherine Ferrier, Jennifer Kale, Pamela Vale, and Lisa Gonzalez. I cannot express enough how much my work in this world is led and inspired by the radical research they have been investing in for the last 20 plus years. This project exists on Instagram. Instagram is an app you look at and scroll through on a smartphone. Sometimes it brings you great joy and sometimes it sucks your soul out of your human body. You have a human body right now. Sometimes Instagram feels like Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. When I first wrote the introduction for this book, I kept it vague, didn't even mention that personal practice is indeed just an Instagram feed. Alas, that is what it is. And that is also what makes it powerful. That is how celebrities follow it, stay-at-home moms follow it, my dad checks it on his computer when we are 2,000 miles away from each other. It's how I found people to go on dates with. It's how over 25,000 people tune into what I do every single day. When I started dancing daily in August of 2015, I remember checking to see what the hashtag personal practice looked like. There were maybe 150 pictures of people doing yoga on the beach, so I decided to let the yogis keep it and not try to connect, but instead just post to my little feed with 300 followers every day. At some point, others began to document their movement every day using Instagram and using the hashtag. Now if you click it, you can see over 14,000 videos, and at the time of me recording this, it's over 18,000. So some of them are still just yogis on the beach, but that's a lot of content in two years. I am stopped on the street in my small rural town, at coffee shops in Connecticut, at my ex-boyfriend's wedding, in line at the grocery store, walking down the street in Brooklyn, walking out of the Chicago airport, an entire family on their way to vacation stopped me and thanked me for posting a video of myself moving my body on a phone app every day. So what is it really? How did this random account I started with zero expectations become a sort of strange internet sensation? A source of deep inspiration and connection for thousands of people. 
I think it was maybe the freedom of not having an expectation for the end result, of not hoping for anything outside of myself. I use social media in many different ways, but it was never my goal with personal practice to connect with others. I kept true to the Beyonce and Oprah ways and followed zero people. I wanted to post a video every day for accountability, to not forget, to remember to keep practicing. The good news is it worked. I started dancing more than I had in years, reconnected to my research as an improviser, and found a magic and a healing in my mental health from doing something every day, a huge self-esteem booster. The weird news is a shit ton of people also loved it. Loved it so much they wrote me letters, emails, texts, direct messages about how it reminded them that they too have a body. That they also can do anything they want to. They too can show themselves to the world. It's only scary if we say it's scary. Putting this book together was also a true act of patience and self-forgiveness. Archiving this work in physical form, taking a look at every single video, watching myself in front of the painting in my living room less and less was incredibly painful and incredibly healing. And it was, it was cool. It was weird. It got really fucking sad. 2016 was so, so sad. I cried so many times. Getting divorced is really sad. Moving away from the only home you've ever known is so fucking sad. But it's also so completely life-giving to be free of what isn't serving you anymore. And documenting that year through my movement reminded me that you can feel all of it at the same time. Personal practice serves as an archive that chronicles the end of my marriage, moving out of my home, many stages of grief as I witness my friend family have babies and lose those babies, lose their parents, their pets, their friends. It documents me falling in and out of love more than once, with this everlasting thread of my inability to ever truly fall all the way out. And then closing my business, getting rid of almost everything I own, and moving to California. It documents my body changing, getting stronger and then weaker and then stronger again. There are many outfits, many bad pop songs, all the best oldies, a few haircuts, some good pets, and many sacred landscapes. Personal practice serves as over 600 love letters, mostly to myself. But it also allowed for others to tag a friend or a lover. It serves as a yes, me too. Because apparently the feeling of knowing you are not the only one who is feeling the feeling is indeed the most calming feeling of them all. It continues to exist and I am grateful that it catapulted me into regular research, teaching, and collaboration. After posting every day for over a year, the feed still exists. However, I don't feel the need to show the people every single day. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I still move my body every day, but my relationship to social media and sharing also changed and is changing. I love teaching the work of improvisation to others. So many people who take my class found me because of a smartphone app, not because I have a college degree in dance. They come to my class because they too are looking for ways to be in their body with others off of the screen. And that has been the greatest gift of all. I just wanted to get myself to dance more, and the only way I could figure out how was to say, hey look, I did this today, and then do it every single day. Even when I didn't want to, especially when I didn't want to.
If you'd like to hear more of the book, the whole book, you can visit marleygrace.space slash store and purchase the full audiobook. It's a collection of poetic prose pulled right from the captions of the videos, a list of the kind of the different titles of the practices that I did, and then a full catalog of every place and song. And uh, I think hearing them read as, as they, it kind of makes an interesting poem in itself, just hearing all the places in the order, you know, that they appeared in the process of archiving and documenting the movement. So you can follow along. I've been posting every day lately at Personal Practice. And you can, of course, follow at Marley Grace and the Have Company podcast. Here we are. Who knows? Maybe it exists again. Maybe it has another name. What do you think? I don't know. But I'm grateful to be speaking and sharing. And it was really fun to read this book out loud. So I hope that you like it and listen with a friend, maybe. And thanks so much. Bye.